Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. The Matchball 30 sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. The Matchball. Welcome to the show, our game-by-game journey in real time 30 years on through the 1991-1992 season. And a very happy Easter to you from Dan, Michael and Moscow White. Easter Saturday, we are here in uh, in 1992. Lots of football being played over the Easter weekend as per usual. Is this fair? We play again in, in two days. We're playing Coventry in a couple of days and we've got to go to Anfield today and, um, and face Liverpool. Does seem a bit harsh, but I mean, everyone's doing it. To that game in a bit. First, let's round up the uh, the Leeds United news. What's happened this week then? Plenty of stuff in the pipeline. Well, Scum have won something, which is a bit of a shame. They've won the Rumbelows Cup, whatever that's worth. We didn't want to win it anyway. So they get a tally for that. <laughs> or they can rent one. Yeah, they've got to give it back eventually. Yeah. <laughs> get a loan of it. Yeah, they played Forest uh, last week. So we played Chelsea. And then on the Sunday, they played Forest, Rumbelows Cup at Wembley, 1 0. Brian McClare scored that goal for them. There is one fringe benefit for us, and that's that we are pretty much guaranteed European football now because third is going to be enough for a UEFA Cup spot. I think the other benefit as well is they're getting cocky. Now they've got a trophy, they're all, they think they can go and win another one. There's Ferguson's comments after the game. The team can go and enjoy the last six games. They've done something they set out to achieve this season, they've won a trophy. But we've got to face the secrets of four games in seven days, but there's no danger. At Manchester United players tiring. The players have something left in reserve. I'll be amazed if we can't handle these matches. Oh, sounds confident. Mm. Steve Bruce as well. They, they keep <laughs> Do just talk, to, uh... talking about their. Uh, <laughs> they, they seem to think that having you know Mal Donaghy in reserve gives them like they'll just march to the title. He said, to, "War depth in war squad is war strength. Even if the Tigers goes right to the list, D, we are ready for this." <laughs> Pit hinny man, pit hit man, woman man, pit man. That's Steve Bruce. <laughs> I mean, the confidence was not necessarily misplaced because they did also play Southampton since we last. But, but we were talking about a lot of football being played. Poor Southampton, they had to play on Tuesday, having played the previous weekend, and then on Thursday. So two midweek games in a week. So I think they played Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then they're going to have another game like this weekend I don't care about them this weekend but the one on Thursday was a disgrace they should have never had to play that <laughs> particularly with Man United's massive squad that they can rotate what have Southampton got that they're trying to trying to eke a little bit more out of Matt Letizia? I mean we, we took two Wallaces off them so mm. left them very short yeah um, I mean we're laughing about it but unfortunately it's a 
significant blow to our title hopes because they beat Southampton 1-0 Thursday night. Um, top of the league, they are. Two points clear of us and they've still got a game in hand. So is that it? Hmm. Really, given that we're, we're at Anfield today? It makes it difficult, but I would love it. What if we, if we pipped them to the yeah. title? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before we get to that game, just one more thing to wrap up and that's we've got another bit of news on the Bond scheme. You know, we're building that fancy new East stand with the biggest roof in the universe. That's going to fall down. Well, we put the bond scheme out to fans where you could pay money up front and you get money off your season ticket over a number of years. Faced a lot of criticism, despite being able to ring up Ellen Road and speak to the Bond girls, because the... Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, it's raised two million quid or thereabouts. Um, so, looks like that could be a goer, helping to fund the East Stand. I mean... If we can raise a bit more, we can put some posts in the front as well, just to, to, <laughs> just keep, to, make the, sure. to keep the whole thing standing, because <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really not convinced by it. But yeah, I mean, they've, they've used it as a, a way of trying to flog some more season tickets as well, because they've gone, oh, well, we've managed to somehow come to some agreement with the safety people that we can have a few more tickets in the cop. And it's like, well, if you buy a bond, maybe you can have a season ticket, maybe you can... Is it basically Fotherby's found a way of getting like 700 quid out of people who want to go to two games, which you've got to say. Fair play to him. Well, it's 500 it's quid. Clever. 500 quid. Let's <laughs> no, not... it's, five, it's 700 quid of uh, discount. Yeah, of yeah. value you get back, isn't it? Sorry. Yes. Um, Ken Bates, that fellow at Chelsea, uh, they now own their stadium. Mm. It turns out they didn't own it. No, mm. he's, been, he's been trying to get it for years, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the freehold. So, I don't know. There's all, so he, he likes building stuff, doesn't he? So, yeah. he, he might get rid of the cars behind the Is it right? The goal. They've been after it for like 10 years or something like that. Wow, that's a lot. Look at that. 13 million quid have paid for that stadium. Mind you, it's a bit of prime real estate in West London, isn't it? It's probably worth I mean, he bought the club for a pound. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily increased in value since then, but um, getting the the bit of wasteland that they kick about the, the matches <laughs> on in between the two banks of parked cars might be worth something to somebody. But, you, I mean, you don't want to build anything in London, do you? No. Uh, do Everything's wanna... moving north. It's like the quarry house is nearly finished, isn't it? So everybody's moving up here. Oh, it's is a that a waste that, of time? That big DSS thing? The, yeah, the Department of Health and Social Security all moving out of London and coming up north. And they couldn't be more enthusiastic. There's definitely um, a lot of people um, refusing to to move to the, the dark, <laughs> mysterious world of Yorkshire. The dark satanic mills of Yorkshire mm. and so on. Well, speaking of places you don't want to go, we're in Liverpool today. Hey, um, we're in all yellow, which is an interesting sartorial choice. Liverpool in their red Adidas home kit with those three big stripes on the chest. And the uh, well, the shoulder, isn't it? Rather, and then on the shorts as well, lining up like this in the match, uh, the two teams: Lukic, Newsom in the number two shirt, Tony Dorigo, David Batty, Chris Fairclough, Chris White, Steve Hodge, Rod Wallace, Lee Chapman, Gary McAllister, Gary Speed, Cantona, and McClelland on the bench. Liverpool lining up like this: Grobelar, Venison, Rob Jones, Dave Burrows, Steve Nichol, uh, Ray Houghton, John Barnes, Jan Mulby, Michael Thomas, Dean Saunders, Ian Rush. Sooners and Moran sharing the, the management duties because Sooners has been off having his, uh, his triple heart bypass, hasn't he? So Ronnie Moran is taking care of things there. Picking um, the team still, apparently, is Sooners. But yeah, lazily decided to not be on the bench today just because just he's all chopped open. There's a couple of weird things in the uh, in the teams there in that Newsom is in the number two shirt, but he, he basically played centre-back in this because Chris Fairclough was moved out to, to right-back to deal with John Barnes and uh, did a decent job on him. To be fair, in what was a what was a difficult game, but we will get through to all that. And and what about Liverpool's lineup? Lots of very fullbacky. What about Gordon Strachan? Where is he? Our best player? Not even on the bench. The inspiration from uh, 
the depths of Division Two all the way to here. I don't know if uh, um, if his back is getting so hurty um, that he can't play the rest of the season. I don't know. It's not clear whether he's dropped, injured, whatever. But he's not there, and it's or is it good management from Wilco though? Because we've got this game in two days. Could be that we're saving him for commentary and just decide to. Uh, I mean, the thing is, Steve Hodge. We spent um, a thick end of a million quid on him in the summer, and we've just kind of had him sitting watching our midfield being absolutely superb ever since. So he's an England international. He's been to World Cups. He's won things with Nottingham Forest. Um, so he's not a bad person to bring into the the team. But without Strachan, he just doesn't look like Leeds, does it? Which no. is a weird thing to Mac- say about McAllister uh, pushed onto the right. Weird thing to say about a little scum bastard. Yeah, well, yeah, McAllister has played. Uh, wide when he was back at Leicester but we're, it's very unusual It's we were talking last week about us getting back to kind of the team knowing what it's doing from earlier in the season but I guess still just trying to deal with Mel Sterling not being there and uh, Gordon Strachan being 72 years old <laughs> with, with the back of somebody who's even older yeah it means we have uh, we have to do things Anfield not a happy hunting ground for us either a couple of decades since we won anything there admittedly we spent eight years in Division 2 so there is that to uh, to factor in Liverpool have been quite good though haven't they in that period it's worth saying have they really though uh, yeah I think they've won one or two things uh, to the game and uh, the story of the game is what well nil nil but that doesn't tell the full story by any stretch of the imagination do you think we were a little bit lucky to get away with this we set up a little bit more defensively trying to contain them we owe Lukic quite a bit after this game <laughs> yeah. I would say he's uh, a few really really good saves and then a number of Decent saves, ones that okay, ones that one in every five of them kind of creep in. So yeah, he was faultless today. And despite losing the advantage in the title race, our fans behind the goal, absolutely amazing. And with fans behind the goal, Lukic just said in the aftermath of this that when he was defending the cop end, he could hear scouts' voices on the cop shouting for Leeds, which is an odd scenario because obviously they don't want Man United to win the title. So I guess nil nil in many ways is is a perfect result for them anyway. It's a bit like the other week. At- main road when Man City fans were coming on the team bus saying sort of apologising for having beaten us 4-0 and cheering the players on to go and beat the scum it's weird because scum are kind of like the the nation's choice the team that everybody thinks they want to win the league but anybody who actually likes football just really fucking hates them <laughs> and would rather absolutely anybody else um, wins the league because nobody wants to put up with them winning something they can have the Rumble O's Cup whatever um, but anything beyond that is just doesn't bear thinking about. And I think the other contrast from Main Road or the the link is Lukic because he was awful against Manchester City and Wilkinson said after the game when he was asked why he hadn't made any substitutions, he said because he didn't have a substitute goalkeeper, which is quite pointed. Yeah, even the saves, like you said, that weren't brilliant, just solid. And this, there was one in particular, I think it was, might have been Mike Marsh, makes a bit of room for himself and has a shot. And Lukic is just in the right place and just catches mm. it and it doesn't even bother him. And it, it's something about um, him being so tall, being so silent, having such a Lego haircut <laughs> and being so sort of inscrutable that when he's not even diving to stop your shots, you could kind of feel the Liverpool players going, I would never going to get anything past him. Even though Liverpool, you know, ostensibly Barnes, Rush, Saunders, so they've got three good players. You'd think they would be able to score, and they do score. They, you know, they're a really strong team, but um, not strong enough to get a goal past Joven. I mean, there was one particular double save 
in front of the away fans that was just spectacular when he just timed it exactly right to get down to people's feet. No messing about. And it's put him in England contention for, for Euro 92, which we'll get to actually when we've finished speaking about the game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Did we have any chances in this or was it all one-way traffic? We had a, a bit. It did seem basically just kind of resisting. I mean, Cantona came on at halftime for Hodge and he had the the big chance in uh, right at the end of the game when um, he went for spectacular rather than just kicking it in the nets. But yeah, it was mostly a, a case of just keeping Liverpool out. Attempted scissors kick. That's quite a... Well, he did do quite, this. Quite did, a way to win a game. He did do the scissors kick. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> he scissor kicked the ball like over towards Everton's ground. It was, um, it was better than Bruce Grobelaar's. In the first half, when he'd come out to um, do a bit of sweeper keeping, and he, he tried doing the scissor kick, and it went uh, directly out of play, which was, I'm sure, not what he intended. I think um, our attacking could maybe be summed up by one of Rod Wallace's best moments was um, getting back to the fullback position and absolutely snapping Rob Jones in two. Absolutely fantastic <laughs> defensive tackle, conceded a free kick, and then went and kind of it's one of those he kind of went over to Rob Jones, he's lying on the floor, and just kind of uh, smacked him on the ribs to say, "Oh yeah, you're all right," but. If a fullback had done that to Rod Wallace, I don't think he would have liked it, but it was great. In some ways, the best chances we had in this game were the ones that where the final ball just wasn't quite good enough. Right at the, at the death, actually, there was it looked like we were going to put it onto Chapman's head. McAllister kind of burst through the midfield, and all of a sudden, it's clear you can see Chapman in the middle, and he just kind of duffs his cross, and it's easily cut out. But it's one of those that when you can see it unfold, and you're thinking, we're going to be in it. And there was another one in the first half where Again, it was McAllister, and he was um, he he plays in Wallace, and he's he's just again just in uh, Wallace's cross is just away from Chapman. But mm. as it's un, as it's kind of unfolding, you're watching it, you're thinking we're in here. This is it. It's going to be Chapman in the Chapman space, and he's going to score. But we um, we didn't serve him very well in this game. Uh, weird, isn't it? That we've got fresh memories of what happened last season, and obviously the, the five four was was a close and one hell of a game. But Anfield, it was just one way traffic last season. So you kind of don't want to repeat that. So you, you kind of get the the slightly more conservative approach in this one don't you it does make sense a little bit but you've also got one eye on what's going on in the Luton Man United game 
which again we'll we'll wrap that up in a in a second. But it does add that extra layer of of things you have to factor in. Um, well, it just went well with Fairclough made sure that John Barnes couldn't do anything that he did against us at Elland Road, and I thought John Newsom played really well as well. There was one beautiful sort of um, he ran on to a through ball from Liverpool and just passed it back to Lukic, just taking charge the way, uh, I think he's, at, he's 21, isn't he? And then there was a great last-ditch tackle, which um, one of the rare... John Lukic doesn't show much emotion unless he's kind of shouting at people for not putting the wall in position, but when Newsom slid in on, I think it was Saunders, right in front of him and cleared the ball away, even Lukic couldn't resist his going over to him and slapping him on the back and then there's a, a queue of Leeds players and that's almost a, as good as a goal, that tackle. Because the thing about this game is Liverpool, we've not beaten them for so long. They're a really good team and I don't think we could count on calculating or oh, we'll win that match. The other games, Coventry and Sheffield United and Norwich, they're the ones where we can get results in Chelsea last week. You can look at those games and say, right, win those matches. Anfield such a tough place to go that if you just if you can get anything from there, it's a bonus. And I think um, that seems to be the attitude of like, well, well, you know, obviously we'll win if we can, but let's just not lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that pragmatism not always enjoyed by everybody, is it? But under the circumstances, I guess you've got to, you pick your battles, don't you? A couple of other points of uh, of interest in this: something you don't see very often. Change of liner. The liner pulled a hamstring, went off, um, got replaced, and um, there was a moment where even when something's offside and everyone knows like out and put the ball in the net it still just gets your heart fluttering doesn't it just that little bit that happened in the second half I mean it, it, Lukic looks very casual as this hits the net you can you can sort of tell but he's thinking just, just have I heard a whistle <laughs> I think I've heard a whistle there was one in the first half where Chapman was offside actually and he looked he looked onside and he was put through on goal but I don't know if it was speed or someone maybe was, was kind of breaking through and they were offside as well but um, I'm going to put it in the conspiracy pile. Right. Well, John Lukic very much the the star turn in this game, and it looks like actually his good performance in this, and therefore by maintaining our league title challenge, means that he's probably going to miss out on Euro '92. So England have got this friendly like around the final week of the season, playing Russia. Now he's been told, you see this to unofficially, he's been sort of been unofficially invited to apply for a visa, and we'll see what happens. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but. Basically, they're not going to want to pull him. Graham Taylor's not going to want to pull him out of the Leeds squad to start travelling over to Russia for this uh, for this friendly. So he's probably going to miss out on on the Euros because the other keepers who are the understudy to the number one are all a bit so so. Like that uh, Seaman, you know, the lad at Arsenal obviously mm. replaced Lukic. He was really really shaky when we played um, Czechoslovakia last month, and then other people that are in the names in the hat: Coton, who's at Man City, Tony Coton. And that uh, Nigel Martin is at Crystal Palace, um, neither of which are going to be obviously required by the clubs mm. with quite the same urgency as Lukic. So it's a bit of a shame that our good run and his good form means he's going to miss out on a, a big opportunity to uh, to go represent England. It's an outrage that he's never won an England cap, even when he was at Arsenal. And even in his first spell at Leeds, he was probably good enough to um, to have at least got a senior call-up. But um, the world, even when he's at glamorous favourite Arsenal is just full of lead-taking bastards so um, he's just constantly been overlooked it shouldn't come down to him going to this friendly in Moscow or not he should have been in the England squad two years ago um, when he first came to Leeds and was freed from um, Arsenal because he, he kind of ended badly with him uh, Arsenal because they tried to George Graham tried to flog him or swap him with QPR with uh, David Seaman who he wanted instead who was 
ironically, John Lukic's understudy at Leeds back in the early 80s. So it's a, a weird, they've, they've been circling around each other forever. And Lukic just flat out refused to go to QPR. So his last few months at Arsenal were um, awkward, where he'd been a magnificent servant for them. But George Graham had just made <laughs> it absolutely, want you. <laughs> absolutely clear that he didn't want a brilliant goalkeeper. He wanted David Seaman, who's a less good goalkeeper. So then, yeah, someone came along and they signed Seaman and sold Lukic to us. But ever since he's come to us, okay, he's had the odd game here and there. The main role the other week was, was not great, but he's been absolutely magnificent. And it is incredible that he's not been in a full England squad and not had a cap. It's just, it doesn't make any sense when you see how good a goalkeeper he is. Sorry for saying you were shit the other week. <laughs> hey, that's the life of a football fan, isn't it? So um, what did Wilco have to say about this? Well, I think the quote that um, he's given us afterwards probably does tell the story about the pattern of play today. It's a good job they are in the cup final, talking of Liverpool here. Uh, I wouldn't have liked to play them if that's what they're like when they're not trying. Yes, because they've got the FA Cup final coming up against Sunderland, isn't it? Mm. So there was some talk of uh, Liverpool being distracted by that. And uh, he obviously said about our league campaign, he said, obviously, I would love to have won this game, but at this stage, we cannot start to make unrealistic demands or go for unrealistic targets when you don't have to. That's the pragmatism. I happen to think the situation is such that we don't have to. But if and when we have got to go for all or nothing, then we will go for it. So it's like, well... Coolest head in the house. We don't need to beat Liverpool. We can still win the league. It doesn't matter. We could have just lost. And do you know what? He's absolutely right because Kenilworth Road, Man United couldn't beat Luton. Won all there. So it's pretty much as you were. So do you think, I mean, I know we're still behind them in the league, but is is the approach today to be that little bit more defensive probably vindicated by that? I mean, I don't think there's any way you could have, Wilco could have known that they would draw at Luton. Well, but now it's he seems to be very, he does seem to know somehow, but yeah. There were some favours being called, well, <laughs> talk of favours being poured in because we'd loaned uh, Imre Varadi and Mervyn Day both to Luton and they had Chris Kamara. So Kamara and Varadi were both playing against Scum. We've, uh, we've had Mervyn Day back. But David Pleat said uh, before the game that uh, Leeds have done us a tremendous favour by making these players available to us. It would be nice if we could repay Howard by beating Manchester United, but the main priority is doing it for our own sake. And then uh, Chris Kamara was um, a little bit more bold about it. He just said, nothing would make me happier than to beat Manchester United. It would help Luton in our bid to stay up and give my old club more chance of the title. I had some great times at Allen Road where the fans were tremendous to me. While all my efforts are now spent trying to make sure Luton are in the Premier League next season, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that my old teammates win the championship. So we've we had a little bit of help on, uh, on the pitch out there. So yeah, the league results then from the lead up to this and... Uh... Across this weekend, the Tuesday games, Luton 2, Forest 1, Sheffield United 2, Spurs 0. Uh, West Ham lost at home to Southampton 1-0. Then Southampton cruelly forced to play again on the Thursday at Man United and lost 1-0. Round to Easter Saturday, um, we have Chelsea 2, QPR 1, Coventry 0, Everton 1, Crystal Palace 0, Oldham 0. Us at Liverpool 0-0, Luton 1, Man United 1, Man City 2-0 against West Ham, Norwich 0, Notts County 1. Forest 2-0 against Aston Villa. one all between Sheffield United and Arsenal. And Southampton made to play yet again. Uh, nil Sheffield Wednesday 1 with Spurs 3-2 against Wimbledon. Leaves it tight at the top. It is still tight. We are second. Man United top 38 played, 75 points. We have played a game more, 39, 73 points. Sheffield Wednesday, 39 played, 70 points. Sit down, Sheffield. 
it's getting... Nothing to do with you. It's getting a little bit hairy, isn't it? Well, you can just stay out of this. Poor old Southampton again. They've they've lost, haven't they, Sheffield Wednesday? They're the most tired team in the world, and they just keep playing teams we need to lose. Um, Unfair. Easter Monday, it's us against Coventry in two days' time. Man United have got Forest. Now, you know, they've just beaten Forest in the League Cup final, haven't they? The Rumble Cup final, so you'd expect them to win that. But just fingers crossed that we get a Forest performance where they're, they're out for a bit of revenge. Brian, Clough, Brian Clough always looking to do a Leeds a favour, you would think. <laughs> Clough and Sons, they'll, they'll do the business Great for bunch us. of lads, Moscow. Great bunch of lads. Um, so, still out of our hands, you still expect them to win it, but at least Wilco. Wilco seems to be cool. It, it could have been almost over today, couldn't it? Because it was, it was quite conceivable we'd have lost, they'd have won, and then you, you're probably looking at too much to do. So... It's not been a disaster. I'm just looking at the uh, the fixtures for Monday, and let's not discount Sheffield Wednesday because they've got Norwich at home, which is uh, pretty winnable. Sheffield Wednesday, go and win it now. It'll completely take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> I think Wilco's got it right, though. I think his attitude is just presenting that, because we had all that bluster from Ferguson and Bruce at the start, of, you know, our squad's amazing, we'll win all these games, we won't have any problems. Wilco's just kind of saying, well, they didn't beat Luton, did they? So... Why put so much pressure on ourselves to go and try and get a win at Anfield if Man United aren't good enough to beat Luton? Well, I'm glad he's confident anyway, because I'm not <laughs> bloody terrifying. It's, kind of, it, it's good though, because him, him projecting that kind of confidence, I think is helping keep everybody on this side of the Pennines quite calm and not getting giddy the way that you sense coming from the Northwest, where there's all that noise. Everybody's talking about scum. And you know, they won the Rumblers and now they're going to go for... They're in Europe and they're going to yeah. win the, the league title and all this kind of yeah. stuff. When Wilkinson's doing it right, it's going, well, let's see how good they actually are. And the results that Kenworth Road suggests, they're absolutely shocking awful. So three games left, we'll find out who's got the better team. And rumours in the chart tomorrow, Easter Sunday special chart, going to be a new number one, they reckon. You know, Shakespeare's sister's been mm. uh, top of the charts. Eight, it's eight weeks, isn't it now? Something like that. Everyone's getting a bit sick of it that day. Keep your eyes on the chart tomorrow. You never know what will happen. All right. We'll be back Easter Monday, Coventry, tea time. We'll speak to you then. The Match Ball. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 